Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. There is a new show coming to Vegas, however, Mike Garofolo, it is... It's Jimmy Garoppolo headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm trying to think of an Adele song. Rumor has it, rumor has it, sources have it, that the deal is being closed in upon right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> Very fitting, Damon. Well done as you put the opener together. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're live in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Again, Damon Cotton behind the wheels of steel and your boy Q with you here for the next three hours. And I guess if you're looking at the competition, if there was such thing as a competition between the morning tailgate and an unnecessary roughness, the morning tailgate got their guy. <laughs> they have been talking about and pumping up and talking about and pumping up one Jimmy G for weeks now, maybe even a month or, or, or more. I don't know. I know it's been a while. But they got their guy today as the Raiders have uh, come to agreement with Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, the tampering period, the legal tampering period is open in free agency. Deals can't officially be signed until the 15th, which is Wednesday. But for what it's worth, the Raiders are now going to be manned by Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they gave him a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million guaranteed. And really, when you break it down, it uh, looked like a very good contract. Uh, that's the one thing I can say about it is it looked like a really good contract. I don't know what it's going to mean as far as wins, losses. Uh, everyone who's listened for any kind of a, amount of time knows I was never a big Jimmy G guy. I realize that his availability is never really that. So... I think whoever the backup quarterback is going to be is very important. I thought going into today, the backup quarterback, no doubt about it, was going to be Jared Stidham. He's off to Denver. So as far as I'm concerned, he pretty much knew that Jimmy G was coming in and wanted the opportunity to be able to uh, compete and didn't realize and didn't think he was going to be able to compete. But then he goes to Denver. So I think that Sean Payton really uh, kind of made that move and made that something that they found to be a priority to kind of pry him away from the silver and black. So... Uh, I think that the Raiders take a hit as far as the backup quarterback goes, especially with Jimmy G coming in, and we know his his injury history. Now, never wishing anyone to get injured. Would love to see him play all 17 games and see what he can do. We know he has familiarity with Josh McDaniels and, and the scheme. I know it's been a while since he's played with Josh McDaniels, so uh, that's not something like he's just coming over like Jarrett Stidham was where he played in, his, in the scheme the whole his whole career. But we'll see. We'll see what it's all about, right? I mean, everyone's asked me my thoughts on it. Uh, like I said, I was never a big Jimmy G guy. Uh, kind of knew that it was the inevitable that he was probably going to be the guy that the Raiders ended up with, even though the you know the conversation about Tom Brady was out there, the conversation about Aaron Rodgers was out there. Uh, we even floated the conversation of Lamar Jackson out there, and at the end of the day, end up with Jimmy G. So look, the contract was a decent contract. They didn't break the bank on him, so you know for what he had in San Francisco was what a team. He had a defense. He had a, a, a really elite defense around him. As a matter of fact. All those guys aren't coming to Las Vegas with them, right? That defense is not getting on the on the plane, getting on the train, getting on the car, whatever the thing is, and coming to Vegas. They're not doing that. So what Dave Ziegler and company have to do now is they have to go about it the same way John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did is build up the team. Now, if they take the, that money, and I believe it's only, what, a $16 million hit, salary cap hit for this year on Jimmy G's contract, if they go and they they use a lot of that that open salary cap space, and, and build that team and then go into the draft and get busy with the team as well and really build it up, maybe they give the team an opportunity to make some some noise. I don't know. Again, it's a, it's a wait and see, but it feels like from the, from the optics of it, 
from bringing Jimmy G in, is he a guy that's going to be a like? Is he a huge upgrade over Derek Carr? I don't think so. I think it's a lateral movement at best. But again, if you're given the opportunity to build up the team, if that's what you're saying you're doing, you're building up the team, then go ahead and build it up. Right? Defensively, offensive line, uh, wherever you need to. Josh Jacobs, wherever you need to build that team, you got to go and do it. And and, and this is going to give you the opportunity. Of course, the draft will give you an opportunity as well. So that's what I'm looking forward to. It's just to see how everything is constructed and put together. We've been talking about the quarterback position for a very long time, what we would do, what we'd want the Raiders to do, what we don't want them to do. Well, this is the first domino. The first domino has dropped today as Jimmy G is going to be a member of the Silver and Black. So coming up on the show today to talk all things uh, Raiders, how they put the team together, NFL in general, we have Jason Horowitz, Raiders play-by-play voice. He'll join us at 3 o'clock. So the first hour is pretty much wide open like some old school TV antenna. So we'll get a lot of calls in. We'll get a lot of text in. We'll get your thoughts on it. Uh, we'll kind of dig deep inside of just the, instead of just, oh, I hate the move or I love the move. Okay, well, now what do they do? Now what's next? Now that you know that Jimmy G is going to be uh, a member of the Raiders, now what's next? What do they need to do? How do they need to build this up? So Jason Horowitz will join us coming up at 3 o'clock just talking about the team, talking about Jimmy G, what he believes he brings to the table. At 3.30, our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today, he'll join the show to talk all things NFL, free agency, some of the crazy money that's been rolled out there. There was a bunch of guys that I was looking at that, uh, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe the Raiders would go and attack this this uh, position defensively, or maybe they'll go and get this guy, or maybe they'll look at this offensive lineman. There has been some crazy money that's been rolled out already in free agency, and of course, none of it's official until Wednesday, but for the most part, about 90% of the reports that we're hearing are going to be actually happening on Wednesday, probably about 95%. Every once in a while, we'll hear about a team that decides, all right, they're not going to go forward, or maybe a guy didn't pass the physical, or maybe a guy has a change of heart. And that's what the tampering period is all about. They agree to deals, and then at the last minute, sometimes they say, yeah, you know what, I just want to go back to my, my old team. Or they came up with a deal that was pretty close, and so I'm, I'm more comfortable staying here. So, again, 95% of the deals that we're seeing right now being rolled out there and being reported on by Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo, and a lot more, uh, they're, they're going to be pretty accurate. So we'll talk to Tyler Dragon at 3.30, all things NFL as far as free agency goes. At 4 o'clock, we will turn our attention to the NCAA tournament. Coach Scott Spinelli, he joins us each and every Monday at 4 o'clock to break it down and since the brackets are now out we'll talk about it we'll talk about team pass that he believes are are good pass for certain teams Uh, of course we saw the Pac-12 championship game out here yesterday thought that was fantastic Devon I don't know how much you got to see or it wasn't yesterday it was Saturday sorry but I don't know how much you got to see of that Pac-12 championship the UCLA against Arizona at T-Mobile Man, that was one hell of a game. Did you get to check that out at all, or were you you were out and about doing the UFC type thing? All about UFC on Saturday, but I did see the Amari Bailey dunk that was called an offensive foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so was I didn't. See, that's all I saw. Was okay. That dunk, and I was like, oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's a bad really call. Yeah, that's right. a bad call." But that guy, that kid's <laughs> right. got a future. Yeah, no doubt. No, but that was that was a, a heck of a championship game again. Uh, UCLA or not UCLA? Excuse me. Uh, uh, it was yeah, it was UCLA in Arizona. Yeah, duh. and uh, it was a really good, a really good game. It went down to the wire. UCLA had an opportunity to win it at the end, wasn't able to get it done. I've already filled out my bracket. If you want to go to lvsportsnetwork.com, uh, we have a big challenge put together where you can win a whole lot of money and a whole lot more. So definitely go do that. Again, now that the bracket is out, it is important for you to make sure that you fill out the bracket and get it done before the first game tips off on Thursday. So lvsportsnetwork.com, you'll see it right there in the middle of the screen. You cannot miss it. Click on it. Uh, put it in your bracket. Fill it out real quick. It's just a bunch of little little dots that you have to you know punch. 
No big deal. Painless, and you'll get it done. So Coach Scott Spinelli will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. And then Ed Graney will join us at 4.30. Normally he joins us at 2.30 on Mondays, but uh, he has to. he's meeting with, I believe, Lindy LaRock and uh, UNLV, and, and as the Lady Rebels are on their way, uh, they're going to go to Baton Rouge. They're going to be playing. They're going to get their tournament run started on Friday. As a matter of fact, they're going up against Michigan. Uh, UNLV comes in as the 11th seed. Michigan comes in as the number 6 seed, and uh, they'll play in the Greenville 2 bracket coming up on Friday. Matter of fact, you can hear that game starting at noon on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. So Ed Graney, instead of coming on at 2.30, he'll join us at 4.30 to talk all things silver and black. So Jason Horowitz at 3, Tyler Dragon at 3.30, Coach Scott Spinelli at 4, and closing things out will be Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. So what that means in between time, in the meantime, in between time, there's plenty of time to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line to 69187, keyword r You know the guests coming up on the show. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So, got a couple questions for you that I wanted to throw out there as we kind of get the ball rolling today on Unnecessary Roughness. And the first one is what really is a bigger shock to me than Jimmy G agreeing to de- uh, a term with the with the Raiders is the fact that Jared Stidham chose to go to, to Denver to be a backup. I told everyone who would listen that his value is more with the Raiders than any other team in the league. I know those were my specific words. And then one of the first things that I see happen this morning is a former Raider quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, is on his way to Denver. That surprised the mess out of me. So I I do want to ask that question. How shocked are you that Jarrett Stidham chose to be a backup in Denver behind Russell Wilson than be a backup here in Las Vegas behind Jimmy G? Which actually... I thought that there would be a better opportunity for Jarrett Stidham to get an opportunity to play. That's why I thought it was almost essential that they re-signed him because Jimmy G, in my opinion, is bound to get hurt. So I thought there would be a great opportunity for, for uh, Jarrett to go ahead and get, get, uh, get on the field. And so maybe it's just a money situation. It wasn't very much money that Denver gave him. What, a couple years, $10 million deal or whatever? I mean, it's, not, it's, it's, it's decent money for a backup, but it's not great money. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm still a little surprised that – Jared Stidham's on his way to Denver. What were your thoughts when you saw that? Q, you got to think about it this way. We all assume that at number seven, they're taking a quarterback in the draft. So he'd essentially be the third string because if Jimmy G gets hurt, then it's going to be, but well, no, let's put in the young guy. Yeah, but there's no guarantee that he's that they're going to get a quarterback at number seven. I'm actually, I'd be, I think he's a, I'd be surprised to tell you the truth. Unless they move up, I'd be surprised if they get a quarterback at seven. Now, if they trade up, and I heard that they were in trade talks with Chicago uh, to get that number one overall spot, it didn't come through. Obviously, Carolina got it on Friday as we very well documented and talked about it in great detail. So I did hear that they were in those kind of conversations that didn't come through. So maybe they are going to trade up to number three. But if they don't, I don't think a quarterback's there at seven. I still think that maybe in his mind, I'm just going to okay. get inside the mind of Jared Stidham. Go on, get inside that mind. Yeah, so they, they're they going to pick a quarterback, a rookie quarterback and Jimmy G ahead of you. And we all saw, we all saw how Russell Wilson played last year. <laughs> hey, you're talking about competition. Okay. All he got to do is wait it out. We're talking, about, we're talking about an injury with Jimmy G. That might not happen. But with Russell Wilson... He might stink up the joint, and then they say, hey, it's Stidham time. Okay. All right, well, maybe. So you weren't really shocked when you saw him go to Denver? Uh, yeah, I still was shocked. There was okay. the shock of, oh, he's leaving the Raiders. But my second thought was, might be a better opportunity for playing time in It Denver. might be. And when we talked to Dave Ziegler in, uh, at the Combine in Indy, uh, and he had talked about Jared Stidham, and he said that, yeah, they had a desire to re-sign him, but they, he also said it was a two-game sample size. 
They lost the games, and it was never a glowing review like that's a priority. I, I think I put more priority on Jared Stidham than the organization did, clearly, because they let him go, and I thought he was going to be a priority. So I was wrong there. That happens. <laughs> it's, it's, it'll happen again before it does it. Over for 2 for today. Hey, man, that's, look, that's how I roll. I'm starting off the week great, right? Over. So, uh, yeah, so how shocked are you that Jared Stidham chose to be a backup in Denver over returning to the silver and black? And then when it comes to Jimmy G, I know it doesn't fire up the fan base. It doesn't fire me up either. But does it make sense to you when you're looking at the actual contract details as far as how to build a team? Again, that's got to be the biggest key because, look, that's the only thing I can figure out. That's the only thing to me that makes sense is that they're going to take this approach with a, a cheaper deal than most of these quarterbacks. Look what Daniel Jones got. Look what Geno Smith got. And then you get Jimmy G, who, to his credit, has been to a Super Bowl, even though I'll say that that was a complete team effort. It wasn't just like Jimmy G put them on their shoulders and, and, and led them to the promised land. But if they could build up a team around them, and who knows, maybe he'll hold it down for a year, maybe he'll hold it down for two years, and then they'll make way for a younger cat who's their, their quarterback of the future. Because we all know that this is not a long-term thing when it comes to Jimmy G. I mean, he got a three-year deal, but the breakdown on it, he got a signing bonus, $11.25 2023 salary, $11.25 2024, $11.25 $2025, $22.5 2024 roster bonus, 11.25. Annual per game bonuses up to 1.53 million. Uh, annual workout bonuses, 220,000. Annual incentives up to 1.5 million. So there's the breakdown of Jimmy G's contract. So when you see it and you see the value of it, do you feel like, okay, at least the team has an opportunity to do something around him where it's not they're just throwing all the money like 60 million at Aaron Rodgers or 200 million at Lamar Jackson. Now they actually have an opportunity to go and create this thing and build it the right way. Again, like I keep saying, but that's what they have to do, right? You got to get it right. If you're going to build it, if you're going to tell me that you're going to build it, that's fine, right? If you're going to tell me, Q, build Noah's Ark, well, then damn it, it better rain. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to go out there and build Noah's Ark and then it's dry as a bone, right? Unless the good dude upstairs tells me to, then I have to to follow those instructions. But I'm saying, like, if you're going to tell me to build it, all right, I'm going to build it, but you got to build it right. Yeah, so, but as of today, besides Jimmy G, you said crazy money's been thrown around. We haven't seen the Raiders throw any of that money around that we know that they now have the flexibility to spend. So it's going to be an interesting week to see how the Raiders play this because we can all say, hey, Jimmy G. I think it's going to be a bunch of low level guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be the first wave dudes. I think the only first wave dude that they're really going to do is Jimmy G because they had to. Well, that's more disheartening than the Jimmy G signing. <laughs> to well, be completely honest, Jimmy I, G, I can live with that. They got to fill you holes say, because they don't have they don't have the depth. Again, going back to something we talked about quite a bit, they don't have the depth, so they got to build the holes. And the worst way to do it is just strictly through free agency. I think that they're going to just kind of patchwork here, patchwork there, restructure here, patchwork there, and then in their hopes, they they hammer the, they hammer the draft and they really have a nice cover to talent. Before today started, like over the weekend, I was workshopping the take Jacoby Brissett and Anthony Richardson. I think that'd be a pretty good idea. But now that it's Jimmy G right. and, and what you just said to me, that's one of those, man, I don't know how the team, not saying that they won't be able to win, right? but that's not building. I know it's, hey, you got to set the groundwork. You mm-hmm. know, there's a plan in place. But I, I don't have that much faith in the plan if it's going to be those guys where, you, like you said, maybe one or two year deals the mm-hmm. same way that we saw last year yeah. and just hope that they pan out better than the guys from last year did. Right. That's not giving me that much you know, faith behind it, the it team. It doesn't get anybody fired up. Yeah, that's it's not sure. getting me fired up that, that about the decisions. That approach never gets anyone fired up. It's almost like drafting an offensive lineman, right? You know that you need it, but you don't really – it's like, okay, great. 
That's offensive lineman. Great. I'm not going to get fired up about that guy. Everyone cares about the skill players. But you know that you need to build the trenches. So, you know, it's not something to get super fired up about. No one's going to get fired up about this approach when it comes to free agency. And, uh, and people are seeing, like, the Bears spending all kind of money. They're spending stupid money. They're just throwing money out there. Like, Tremaine Edmonds getting paid. Everyone's getting paid, right? But the Raiders are trying to be disciplined and not break the bank, something that we've seen Dave Ziegler do before. I know that this doesn't contain to the Raiders, but when I saw that deal that the Bears gave him, oh, why yeah. did you trade away Rukon Smith then? Right. <laughs> that's a great point. That was one of that's those. That's a great point. You had that at home. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great man. That's an awesome point. Because, well, and he's loving life now in Baltimore. Uh, I guess he's a better fit for what they want to do in Chicago. I don't know. But you're right about that. Chicago had a ton of, of uh, uh, salary cap space, like over $90 million uh, when today started. So they've got plenty of cap space and you know, now they've got extra uh, draft capital after that trade with Carolina. So uh, they're going to do their thing the way they do their thing. But the Raiders, I, I don't feel like Dave Ziegler and company want to get into the habit of dishing out a bunch of money for free agents. I, I feel like that they just kind of want to, like I said, slow play it, get a guy here, get a guy there, get some one-year, two-year deals like we saw like a Bilal Nichols, right? We saw that last year. We saw the Anthony Averett. I think it's going to be something similar to that. Hopefully this year they get more production out of those guys. Remember, Averitt did just about nothing. Mm-hmm. Bilal was okay. I thought Andrew Billings was good for what he was, uh, but he's a really good run stopper, not a guy that's going to get after the quarterback a lot. They need some pressure from the interior. So if they're going to make these one- and two-year deals, you got to get some guys that are going to give you some production, and that's, that's what I want to see. Yeah, and I guess for us, as being on the radio, we're in the content business, the fan base, the draft seems so far away now when you see all of the money and the big names that are being signed today. Mm-hmm. So maybe the plan is, hey, they, they're, they're confident in the way that they're going to draft, and that's where the home runs are going to play out. But as of today, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. Right. I, I understand. And like I said, it doesn't get the fan base fired up. And I'm not saying that this is the approach that they should have. This is the approach that they're taking. That's, that's, I'm just the messenger, just the weather guy. Got a text from the 916 on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Do appreciate it. No, we need to sign some sort of big-name defensive piece. Stop with the, oh, let's do some mid-level contract BS. Miss me with that. Again, just passing the messenger along. That's Pass- right. Well, I, I, like I said, I agree. I understand that it doesn't fire anyone up. It doesn't do anything for me either. I don't get fired up by it. I mean, I did a podcast this morning. I ran out about five names of guys that I would like to see the Raiders uh, talk to, and I didn't say that they were going to sign all of them, but there was guys that I, I wanted to see them go after, and Tremaine Edmonds was one of them. Obviously, that was too rich for the Raiders' blood, so I'm just basing off of what we're seeing. And last year, what did we see when it came to this time of the year? We didn't see anything. No movement from Dave Ziegler. Matter of fact, the first movement he made, it was actually the new league year at that time. He didn't make any moves until the Chandler Jones move was about announced. And then all of a sudden, the Devontae Adams trade was announced. So I'm just, I'm just basing off what we're seeing. I'm not saying that this is my plan. Hell, if it was up to me, Lamar Jackson would be uh, coming on down. Or Baltimore would have five days to be uh, talking about Lamar Jackson and trying to make a decision on, on something. That, if that was, if it was up to me. It ain't up to me. I think we all know, if you've listened at all, <laughs> that Jimmy G was not my guy. That was the morning tailgates guy. I'm just going off of what they're, they're doing. So if that's not the plan that, that you like, which I, I clearly see that it's not, I mean, it, it, I guess it is what it is. But it seems like that that's the way that they plan on approaching this. Is they're going to slow play everything, mid-level it up, just like the, the texter said, and try to put a team on the field, a complete team, 
Again, that's up to them. 702-365-9200. We'd love to hear from you. Got a ton of text messages we'll get to, but we do want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Damon? Brennan, and he called before the show started, so you know he's got something to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how you guys doing? I appreciate you guys, and I thank you so much for working so hard and doing this show, and I, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, so... I'm not too happy about the Jimmy G thing either, um, mostly because of the injury thing. Until I can see him not getting injured at all, or basically at all, like big injuries, I don't see it as a good thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't mind getting rid of that first-round pick that we got, no offense, and then just get Lamar Jackson. I know it's a lot of money, but at least it's not like Aaron Rodgers you're spending on a guy who's like 40 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping for, but here, here we go. <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. The most thing we do need, though, is defense. I I swear. We just need some defense. I mean, please help Max Crosby out. Chandler Jones was great at the last play of the year, and that's it. I mean, who else is going to help him? I mean, God forbid. Right. I mean, just please help him, please. (laughs) I agree. I agree 100%. Thank you for the call. Fantastic stuff. And that's the thing. The defense needs so much help. I mean, Max, and I heard JT mention it earlier on his show. When Max Crosby rolls out there, man, he needs to roll out there with three or four new starters on the defensive side of things, whether that's in the draft or free agency. I agree with that 100%. That has to be built up. And if they are saying that this is what they're going to do, and again, this is just based off day one of legal tampering and what they've done or what they haven't done. I'm assuming that the message that they're trying to say is, hey, we're going to be very patient. We're going to do this uh, slow, slow build, and we're going to build up the whole complete team on both sides of the ball, offensively and defense. The offense is in a pretty good position right now. I I think there could be some additions to it. Uh, I, I, I do believe right tackle needs to be addressed at some point. That needs to be solidified. I'd like to see some depth at the offensive line position so when they go into camp, they actually could compete and come up with their best five coming out of camp instead of waiting until week eight. I'd like to see that. But the defense needs a lot of attention, a lot of attention. So, again, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line. We've got a ton of text. I love it. 69187, keyword R&R. Big Deuce said, I felt like I got punched in the gut when I heard about Stidham going to the donkeys. But the Jimmy G signing made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. That's from Big Deuce. And I'll tell you right now, I think the Stidham news was, like I said, was a bigger shock to me. And that was more of a, a hit to the Raiders than even Jimmy G. Because, again, the backup quarterback position is going to be very important now. Because you do know that Jimmy G has his injury history. And that's the only re- reason I don't like him. You know, and, and I, I hate to say I don't like him. That just sounds just rude. I, I'm just not a fan because of his injury history. It's almost the inevitable. You know, it's like, and then you go into the conversation, say, yeah, but if he stays healthy, yeah, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if he stays healthy, he doesn't really stay healthy. Yeah, that's a big conditional right there. Right. If, like, no one likes right. that if. If that's the if we're talking about, right. that's too risky. That's, that's why I think now the backup quarterback, whoever that's going to be, if it's going to be a rookie, okay, it's got to be a rookie that's going to be ready to play pretty quickly because you don't know when that time is going to be called. That's why I thought a guy like Stidham who could just slide in and just say, all right, I got this. If a guy goes down for a week, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever the case is, Stidham could slide in and have the confidence. Now that confidence has just gone to Denver. I think that that's a big deal. 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Devon? Rich in Oakland. Rich, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling, man. Hey, so um, I wasn't, you know, I'm not jumping for joy over Jimmy G signing, but people need to understand that he's a stopgap. All right, we're not paying a lot for him. It's a stopgap situation when we could, you know, it's a stopgap, but we could also win with him next year. You know, if we would have had Stidham, 
ain't no telling. He only started two games. You know, he looked decent, but I don't think he was a starting quarterback, and neither did McDaniel see him as a starting quarterback. So now we have a starting, proven quarterback, although he gets injured a lot and he makes, you know, stupid mistakes. But, hey, man, he's a winner. All he does is win games, so we just need to get him a defense. Meanwhile, though, we draft our rookie quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be at seven or you got to move up to three with the Cardinals. we got a history of making trades with them. So move up to three, and you could draft Anthony Richardson, uh, Stroud if he's there, or, or Levis. Whoever, whoever McDaniel's guy is, go and get him. You know, that way Jimmy, you know, he's a great locker room presence. He could, you know, mold the young quarterback. And we could also, if we get Anthony Richardson at three, then we could have special packages for him during the season, you know, to, yeah. to ease him up, ease yeah. him up to speed. So a lot of people are panicking. A lot of people been wanting McDaniels fired, wanted Ziegler gone because he got rid of Derek. Look, we gave Derek nine years, all right? He didn't get it done. He didn't get it done. It is what it is. Now let's give McDaniels at least two years. Let's see what he cook up. Free agency had barely begun today. They haven't even drafted a first-rounder before because they didn't have one last year. Let's see what Ziegler cooks up. Don't give up just yet. Don't panic. You know, go outside, take a walk. It's going to be a long season, but I feel like they made a right move today for the future. It's not only for this season. It's for the future. We just have to draft our quarterback of the future at that pick, either seven, move up for number three, and I think we'll be good. Have a good day, Q. All right. Hey, good stuff right there, Rich in Oakland. Good call right there. Good positive call. He sees the he sees the plan, or, or at least he sees the the positives in what has happened so far today, and that's that's good. And that's why we throw it out there to you at 702-365-9200. And, of course, at don'tbebroke.com, text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, we got this text real quick from the five and dime. Raiders need to move up to three if they want a quarterback, and I hope they do. So far, I'm not surprised at any of the quarterback moves with the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels ran D.C. out of town and got his guy. No excuses. He better win or go home. Another red flag with this coaching staff front office uh, for either, one, trading for Stidham and then letting him go, or two, trading for Stidham and not wanting him to stay with the team. None of this makes the Raiders look good, especially if they lose. I keep saying we're at rock bottom and it's only up from here, but things keep looking worse. That's from the 5-1-0. And, I mean, look, it could have been Stidham that wanted to to roll. Uh, As DeMond mentioned earlier, he felt like he had a better opportunity to play there. Uh, maybe the Raiders rolled out the plan to him and said, hey, look, we want to bring you back. We want to bring you back at this price. Uh, we're going to go out there and get Jimmy G, though. He's going to be our starting quarterback. And maybe he didn't like that, especially, as you said, if they do go draft a, a quarterback at uh, in, in the upcoming draft, then all of a sudden Stenham's looking at, okay, well, where do I fit in? Am I number two? Am I number three? So he might have thought that the better opportunity was in Denver. I mean, DeMond could be spot on. I was surprised. That Stidham rolled out. I think that that was a big hit to the Raiders today. Uh, I think that that was actually, like I said, a bigger surprise to me than Jimmy G signing. I thought that was the inevitable, that everyone was going to understand and and know that Jimmy G was going to agree to terms with the team like he did. But I just knew that Stidham was going to be around, and he's not. And again, I'm not saying that Stidham is a starting quarterback. Uh, I've said that from the whole time, that you know, there's, there's a small sample size of what he could do, only two starts in his NFL career. But at least you knew that, you know, if push came to shove and he had to get into the game, that he could hold it down for at least a little while. So that's why I really felt like he could uh, he could go in and take that spot. So uh, keep those calls coming. Keep the text coming. We don't have a guest until 3 o'clock when Jason Horowitz, the voice of the Silver and Black, will join the show. So you can hit us up and let us know your thoughts at 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. How shocked are you that Jared Stidham chose to be a backup in Denver? over returning to the Raiders, and does Jimmy G to the Raiders now make sense? I know it doesn't fire the fan base up or fire me up, but does it make sense when you look at the actual contract details and the chance that the Raiders have now to actually build a team? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, 3 o'clock, Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black, will join the show. Talk all things Raiders. The court talked about Jimmy G and him agreeing to a deal with the silver and black. It cannot be finalized till Wednesday when the new league year opens up. But, of course, we already got the details. We know the details of the contract. You know the funny thing about that is, DeMond, before we go to calls and texts, is, and me and Jason were kind of you know, exchanging some texts earlier about this, these guys agree to deals real fast, right? I mean, legal tampering just <laughs> opened up today, right? How long do you hear that all oh, the team and so-and-so are, are negotiating, they're talking, and it'll go months on top of months. Like, look how long Lamar Jackson's been trying to get a deal done in Baltimore, right? Like two years. And then these guys get deals and they get them hammered out. We find out the details like 20 minutes into legal tampering. Like, oh, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> right? What's going on? Jared Stidham happened literally around 8 o'clock. That's what I'm saying. Like, how how quickly did that open? I mean, look, it opened at what? It opened at 9, right? 9 a.m., and Jared Stidham's deal was done by, like, 9.15. Right? It was already yeah. done. I mean, that that quick, fast, didn't hurt. They just so. called up the agent. They said, uh, two years, 10 million sound good. They said, yep, let's put it in. Well, how come they can't do that with other <laughs> deals? Somewhere Josh Jacobs is like, wait a minute, hold on. I got to be the franchise tag holder. I couldn't just get a deal done like that? What's the deal? So, I mean, look at Deron Payne. Woo! Look at the money he got from Washington, man. That was that was one of those that we always kind of felt like there was a good chance that he wasn't going to be able to get out of D.C., but, man, they gave him some crazy money, right? Outside of Aaron Donald, he is the highest-paid defensive tackle in the league. I saw that. As soon as I see the breaking news, Adam Schefter, I was like, and Q thought the Raiders were going to be able to get him. Man. Man, they wouldn't let him walk out the door. No. Don't even think about free agency. No, no. They hit him with the franchise tag, and when they did that, I realized, okay, he's not going anywhere. But, man, when it saw when it showed how much money he was making, I thought, well, uh, the Raiders weren't going to get him anyway, right? They weren't going to they weren't gonna pay that money. As you could clearly see, they're not going for the big names. They're not going for big splashes. Now, again, it's only a few hours into legal tampering. Anything could happen. There could be a trade happen, similar to what we saw with the Rams, trading for Jalen Ramsey. They traded him to Miami. I think that's a great pickup for Miami. Don't know if it was a great pickup for the Raiders, even though it wasn't a whole lot of draft capital, but... You know, I would have liked to seen Ramsey. I just think they're giving up draft capital for uh, you know a, a player that I don't want to say is is starting to come trend down, but he's just not at the the top of his game right now. But in reputation, he's still there. Oh yeah, he's yeah, got and, the reputation. On top of that, he could have moved to safety or whatever like that. You know, what I mean, he could have he he has some good years in him, right? I just kind of felt like at some point when they were going to trade for him, when when the Rams were hell bent on trading him, I didn't think the Raiders were going to go for it. Now, if he had got released which he said himself that he wasn't going to get released. If he got released, then that's a different subject. But uh, So good for Miami, right? They're a team that they feel like that they could win right now, and Jalen Ramsey might be that piece. I know he feels good, good about it, so boom, there's that. That was a nice, nice, good move. So, I mean, anything could happen. It just looks like right now the Raiders are doing everything that they can to be very uh, smart and very uh, responsible with their money instead of just instead of letting it, letting it rain like Chicago is. And again, when Chicago came into today with $90 million in salary cap space, they could do that. They have the kind of assets to get it done. Raiders Birder 91 hit us up on Twitter, says, Q, a team-friendly deal with the quarterback gives so many options for pick seven. Carter, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Branch, Tyree Wilson are all immediate impact players, and at least one will be available at seven. I think Hooker or Hayner will be drafted by Vegas, and if they don't work out, then there's a deeper class of quarterbacks next year. I'm excited for the flexibility with the Jimmy G signing. Let's build this defense. And that's kind of what I was alluding to. Right now that you've actually seen the contract, that was one of the big things. When the news came out from Garofalo that the Raiders were, were going to agree to a deal with, with Jimmy G, everyone in the office, Doug, everyone in the office was like, all right, well, what's the money look like? 
right? What's the contract going to look like? And it's so funny. There's never been a, a time, I think, that people paid attention to uh, a, a contract like that because we all wanted to see, well, were they going to overpay for him? Was it going to be a reasonable deal or what? And when it, comes all, when it all comes out, it's all said and done. It's not a bad deal at all. Again, I'm not a big fan of the player, obviously, but the deals, I'm a fan of the deal. Last week I said his agent shouldn't answer the phone unless it's talking at $30 million. That's what the conversation starts yeah. at. And now we see he's essentially got to play every game to get above $25 million. Right. So, I mean, that's a great deal for the Raiders because with all of those basically, like one point, was it $1.25 million every game that he gets he plays? The ball's in his court to say, hey, man, to get that money, to get $25 million, mm-hmm. you need to be on the field. So that, that makes it so smart of a deal to me. Right. I agree. I agree. I uh, got a couple quick texts, and then we'll go to the phone lines. Tiki Raider from Denver said, what's good, Q? I'm not surprised at all with Jimmy G signing. I feel like they have a plan laid out that they'll be drafting a quarterback in the draft. Nation needs to just let it happen. Every year we get upset that we overpay for talent, but then we are smart. With, then when we are smart with it and don't go and spend it, we get mad. I'll take, I'll take time, but I believe in the process, and it will work out. That's a positive one right there from Tiki Raider out of Denver. And then Jim from Yonkers says, Q, I sent this earlier today, but too late to be read. I love the show, but Jimmy G is injury prone. Could cause Stidham to leave. Then after an injury to Jimmy G, now I'm a little calmer. Paying Stidham, or playing Stidham backfired. It became a showcase, and I had a strong feeling he was leaving, and he knows the offense of a, uh, for a rival. Trade down and draft defense and then trade back into late first or early second to get a quarterback. Today reminds me of the Red Sox movie with uh, Fallon and Barrymore. When have the Red Sox loved you back? Just insert Raiders. We have the fourth best quarterback in the division now, so uh, part of me wants Richardson but could get Hooker later and is more pro-ready of Jimmy G. Gets hurt. Uh, thank you, Q&D, for a great show. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. I'm not a movie guy. But you, uh, you apparently are because I hear you over there laughing your tail off, so you must feel good about it. Fever pitch. Got a oh, fever pitch never, reference. Yeah, it's not that good movie. of a movie. Yeah, I've never seen a movie. But it's uh, it's funny that we got a reference. Yeah, there you go. Well, Jim from Yonkers uh, hit us with the fever pitch. Uh, 702-365-9200. How about Avant Raider? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. Thank you for uh, being a big part of my day. Um, but days like this are rough. I was surprised at how fast I became a Stidham fan and then was like, oh, wait, he, he's not here anymore? So... The fact that he wouldn't take the job to be a backup for Jimmy G, who always gets injured, that is a little alarming to me. I mean, it, sh- it seems like it'd be a sure thing that it'd be his job, right? Mm-hmm. I, I so, think so. Uh, so I don't know. I'm perplexed, man. I'm, if, if, if they get, if they draft a QB, then I'll be a little bit happy. I just, I felt like Mark Davis was saying that he wanted to, uh, you know, it's a star town, and he wanted to be. A, a big event team and Jimmy Garoppolo is just, he's not a rock star, man. No, no, not at all. Not at all. He is a, he is a, he is a dude. He's just a, a average dude at that. Right. I mean, again, I feel like it's a lateral movement at best. And the only reason I wouldn't say it's lateral is because Derek Carr didn't get injured. Right. I mean, he was pretty much, you knew he was going to be there game in and game out. And Jimmy G, there's always going to be questions. And I hate that, you know, that's always the, the asterisk that you put on a guy, but you have to. Right, I mean, guys are just when they're injury prone, they're injury prone. It's just there's there's no two ways to look at it. It's just it, it kind of is what it is, and that's who he is. He's a guy that is injury prone, and well, something has to give. Uh, I saw this I saw this tweet, Demon, and I know you saw it as well. We've been getting a lot of uh, uh, folks hitting us up talking about Devontae Adams and and uh, whatever he put on Instagram. You said you saw it as well. Oh yes, I saw it as well. What was it? It was Devontae Adams. He put on his store on his Instagram story. If you haven't talked to me in three weeks. 
don't ask me about that blank. And so we don't know what that blank is, mm-hmm. you know, but we can all assume. During the break I mentioned to you when Eric Bledsoe wanted to get traded, I want to say it was from Phoenix, and that NBA player obviously, but he says, get me out of here. Right. And then when everybody's like, oh, he wants to get traded, he's talking about getting traded, he's like, no, I was at the salon with my wife, and I was just saying, get me out of here, because I didn't want to be at the salon. <laughs> and it's just that, so Devontae Adams, there could be something that he's like, oh, man, I wasn't even talking about Jimmy G. But it all looks like he's talking about Jimmy G. Right, right. I mean, it, it yeah, it, it does. But again, without knowing, I'm not going to speculate and, and spend too much time on it. But I've seen a lot of people reference it and a lot of people hit us up even on uh, our text line talking about that from Devontae Adams. Uh, how about we go out to uh, Matt in Hoboken. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Matt? What's up, guys? I'm going to push back a little bit on uh, the, the Jimmy G hate kind of that's going on here. I think personally... Jimmy G is an upgrade over Derek Carr. And okay. the reasons I think that are, um, number one, the most important reason is Jimmy G wins. Derek Carr didn't win. You could say Jimmy G had a better defense, better overall team, which he did. That is factual. But you still have to win. Okay, You still have to win games. A quarterback still has to win games. Nothing is automatic, especially in the NFL. So when you take that into consideration, and you also take into consideration the fact that to be an upgrade over Derek Carr, this is where this gets lost. To be an upgrade over Derek Carr, you don't have to be very good. Derek Carr made played in one playoff game in 10 years here. Derek Carr won six games last year. If Jimmy G wins seven games next year, he's an upgrade. You know, so it, or gets into the playoffs one time in three years, he's, he's a, an upgrade, basically, or a lateral movement at worst. So it's, the fact that gets lost on me is it's not hard to upgrade over Derek Carr, who played in one playoff game in 10 years here. So that's my point there. I do think health is, is an issue with Jimmy G, but I'll give you some hope, right? The most protected position by rule and by the new rules in all the professional sports is the quarterback position in the National Football League. Give you some hope. They don't get hit as much as they used to, so maybe we get lucky there. And the last thing I'll talk about real quick is everybody talks about, you know, the plan. Everybody's got a plan. The plan in place is to do this. So they have this plan that they're going to do this, this, and this. I think the plan is BS. You know why? Every team's got the same plan, and it's all the same. And the plan is get the right players and win. Every team has the same plan. So whenever they say they got this long plan that's got deep, that you know they're going to do this, 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 and this, check this box, check this back, they don't know if these but, guys are going to accept But how do they contract. get there? How do they get there, Matt? That's the question. That's the plan is how they get there. Everyone's plan is to win a Super Bowl for sure, but how are they getting there is the plan that we're talking they about. they got to navigate as best as they can because every plan – gets foiled at some point. You're not going to be able to draft all the guys you want to draft. You're not going to be able to sign all the guys you target. Every plan has bumps in the road and gets foiled. It's actually a matter of who's the best adjuster. What, what, what GM, what coach, what, what front office adjusts the best. Okay. That's what I think is matters more important than the plan because no plan goes, goes smooth from A to B when you're dealing with human beings who make decisions. All right, I like it. Good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, what, Mike Tyson said it best, right? Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So, yeah, you got to be able to adjust. you got to be able to uh, remain disciplined and not overreact to something that happens. And you can look at the Raiders and say, are they going to react to uh, Carolina moving up from 9-1? to one? Are they going to react and say, hey, now we have to go to number 3? Or are they going to sit there at number 7 and just let the board fall as it may? And, and similar to Raider Burner 91 who tweeted at us, now there's an opportunity at number seven for the best defensive player still to be on the board or, or a really good defensive player, and that could be a step in putting the plan together and getting the guys to go out and win games. And to a little pushback on Matt and Hoboken's call there, it's not like Jimmy G has been playing or some new rules are going to change to keep him healthy. 
the same rules that are in place are the same rules that he got hurt with last year. It's not some we're making it up or it's not as bad as it seems. The record is there. Where he, yes, he's a winner, but that's the hey, hey, he's won because he had better teams. That's no but. It's because he was centered around better teams and he still got hurt. So the fact that, oh, he's a way better, I, and I feel like I'm in the bag for Derek Carr now. <laughs> but sometimes, some of the DC slander, it's like, come on, guys, let's take it easy a little bit. Right. No, I mean, look, and I get it. Uh, again, he has won games. You know, it's a win-loss record. I think it's a silly record that head coaches Same. and quarterbacks have it, but it, it's what it, they do, and he has won. And I know that that was one of the morning tailgates' biggest argument that they always had. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. Okay, fine. He's a winner. Cool. Now build a team so he can go win. You know, don't don't expect him to go in there and 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 stay status quo and not build up the defense and give him a chance. You know, I mean, the defense was on the field too much. Max Crosby was expected to do too much. Uh, there's just not enough playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. So if they go and do that and they go and get some playmakers, they add to the mix. Then they, they might have something, and he might have an opportunity. And the one thing you know is he does have the confidence to go out there and play and sling the rock. And I don't know how much the the system matters as far as you know him being familiar with Josh McDaniels because again it's been a while since he's he's playing that system. So it's not like it's going to be you know oh I'm just going to walk right in and 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 pick it up where it was where I left off in New England because he didn't really play a whole lot when he was in New England. So <clears throat> I think there's something to it, but not a whole lot. Let's go out to Albuquerque talk to our guy H. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's, what's going on, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. So, I'm not a Jimmy G hater. I think he's a serviceable quarterback, but he gets far too much credit for that one loss record. You know who didn't <laughs> value his wins? It was the 49ers, because wasn't it last offseason? They attempted to trade him for second-round pick and had no takers. Mm-hmm. So, they were ended up being lucky he was still on the roster because Trey Lance got hurt. But... And the contract is the only thing I see that's good about this move. It's like, okay, we got a starting quarterback plugged in and a, at, a, at a very good contract. But truth be told, I'd rather have Stidham in the, in the contract that Denver paid him than Garoppolo and what we paid him. Right, and Stidham wasn't going to play for that as a starting quarterback. <laughs> but that is a, a really good deal that he, uh, he, he signed, or a, a very reasonable deal that he signed in Denver. And again, really shocked me. That's the biggest shock of today for me, is that Jared Stidham's now gone. So, thank you for the call. Do appreciate you. Uh, How about uh, Raider Steve? Raider Steve's up next. Welcome to the show, Raider Steve. Appreciate it. So, you just said it yourself. At best, Jimmy G's a what? An average dude? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so when's the last time average dude won a Super Bowl? Because I'm going to call Trent Dilfer. And and average dude who won the Super Bowl, he had a Hall of Fame defense, right? Right. Absolutely. So, so how how are we going to get anywhere with this guy? With with the defense that they have now, I'm just pissed off because they keep doing the same thing, man. They never spending any money on defense. I call this Patriot favor money. They did it for Chandler. Now they're doing it for Jimmy G. These two are sabotages. That's Mo Daniels, Ziegler. Get him out of town. He could take Patrick Graham with them. They let can me, head back to take him back to Boston, man. Let me ask you this real Las quick. Don't, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Let me ask you this real quick. It's only like seven hours into legal tampering period. Uh, do you think that they have an opportunity with the extra money that they have and all the draft capital they have to actually build up that defense? No, absolutely not. What are they going to do with it then? Well, okay, may, potentially they do, but who's going to want to come to play for the Las Vegas Raiders right now? With what? Jimmy G, quarterback, I mean, when's the last time we had a DB make the Pro Bowl? It was Charles Woodson on his farewell tour. You oh. know what I mean? Okay, like, I got you. How, I got we you. We need DBs. 
We need some uh, safety. You know, we need DBs, man. Yeah. It's that simple. It's been way too long. I've been watching the Raiders for over 30 years. I'm up here near Oakland, been going to those games forever. You know, and we used to have Namdi Asamoah. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to those days where we could actually compete at DB? Now it's just watching them get track run every week. You know, the Chiefs track run them. Well, and, yeah, and, and Raider, Raider Steve, thanks for the call. I do appreciate you, boss. And look, Namdi Asamoah was what? A draft pick. Charles Woodson was what? Originally a draft pick, right? I mean, there was a time when the Raiders were doing good hitting on some players in the draft and being able to do that. And I'm not disagreeing with you as far as the defense goes. It needs to be improved in a major way. But saying that nobody's going to want to come to Vegas to play, I think is false. That's one thing. Uh, two, I, I do believe and I know that when you draft a player, they don't have a choice. Right, So if you go out and, and get Christian Gonzalez from Oregon and he's your number seven overall pick or whatever, wherever you get him, and he's a hell of a DB, guess what? He's coming to Vegas, and he's going to help build up the team. And that's what this front office is trying to do is build through the draft and not free agency. That was a question I asked specifically to Dave Ziegler when we were in Indianapolis. How important is it to build through the draft and not free agency? And he told straight up, like, yeah, you can fill holes, but you can't get into the normal habit of, of building a team through free agency. The problem is... The Raiders are so void of talent when it comes to their recent draft capital. I mean, I was just going over in the office, all their first-round picks that are no longer there, and I don't have to do that right now because Raider Nation, you're smart. You know. You know the guys that ain't there no more, and it's, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting from the standpoint that those are really valued spots that, well, they're gone, and that's something that the Raiders need. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I do think that there's – you know, something to it. Obviously, they have to build up that defense because Jimmy G is not going to come into Legion Stadium and all of a sudden just win a bunch of games if the defense is the same as it was last season. 2.49 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black, will join us in a matter of minutes, kicking off hour number two of the show. Do want to get to some of these texts on the don'tbebroke.com text line, and we do appreciate all the feedback. We have received a ton of text messages already. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, it don't matter. Uh, we do appreciate all of them at 69187, keyword R&R, again, the don'tbebroke.com text line. We got this one from the 831. I'm trying to make my computer so I can read it. There we go. In terms of Stidham, I think the Raiders chose to move on because Jimmy knows the system too. I think they want to draft a backup and didn't want to pay for Stidham. So there's that thinking when it comes to Jared Stidham moving on to Denver, which today, today that was the bigger surprise for me is seeing Jared Stidham go on as opposed to signing back with the Silver and Black. That was something that I kind of felt like was a foregone conclusion that that was just going to happen. And I've told everyone who will listen that, hey, man, he's more valuable to the Raiders than he is uh, any other team. And Denver said, except for us, Q. <laughs> we'll give him some money. Bring him on to Denver. So that's where Jared Stidham is on his way. Text from the 408. Well, maybe the Raiders were listening to the show last week and are following the Rich Gannon plan. When Rich Gannon said, uh, go ahead and sign Jimmy G, draft a guy in the second round, uh, add some uh, some playmakers on defense, add a bookend across from Max Crosby, bolster up the offensive line. That was the four-step plan that Rich Gannon had last week. And so far, well, step one, complete. Sign Jimmy G, which is the Raiders will do officially on Wednesday. Also got a text from the 417. This is Ty in Missouri. said, I think Adams is talking about Jimmy G on the story, but I don't think he's necessarily mad. I think he's trying to say, if you really know me, I've probably already talked to you about this over the last three weeks because I knew it was coming. If you don't really know me, quit blowing me up now. That's Ty in Missouri responding to what many are thinking that Devontae Adams was talking about on his IG message about Jimmy G. And I don't know what he was talking about. I mean, like DeMond said earlier in the show, I mean, it's just, I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden he put it out today, but it, we don't know. 
because we're not talking to Devontae. I'm not sending him a text message. I'm not calling him. I mean, I don't have that connection with him. I don't know if he's mad or not. So, I mean, what Ty had to say there, DeMond, makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, that, make, that makes that makes perfect sense, but not trying to jump inside the mind of Devontae right, Adams. Exactly. But that's a good explanation, too. Right. Could or, be. Hey, we just don't know. Right, exactly. Uh, Trey in Kansas City said Carson Palmer was a winner, too, until he came here. I'll tell you this, Trey. I was no, I was the most anti-Carson Palmer guy ever. I really was. And it wasn't because of him. It was the way that the Raiders acquired him. Right, that was what it wasn't really the player. It was just the way that Hugh Jackson went out of his way to give up a first round draft pick for him when he was sitting at home on the bench or on the couch doing nothing, and he still gave up a first round pick for him. I thought that that reeked of, of desperation, which the Raiders were because they had just lost Jason Campbell and they were actually a decent team at that point. And then all of a sudden, Carson Palmer, here he comes, get him off the couch, wipe him off. He's gonna roll on in here. So I was never so that wasn't his fault. But I always held it against them. Again, that that's me. So if not Carlson Parmo, then who? Who was it going to be? Q? Oh, I didn't even care. <laughs> I didn't even care. I just I was one of those that as soon as as soon as Jason Campbell got injured, I knew it was a wrap. You know what I mean? Because how often are you going to go find a guy, just throw him into the mix, and all of a sudden he's going to be the dude, right? And and what they had Kyle Bowler for a couple weeks, and he wasn't obviously going to get it done. I thought losing Jason Campbell was big time, and obviously. It was. Uh, one more quick text. We'll take a break. What's the point of having the extra money if you aren't going to freaking spend it to bolster your defense? If I'm Max Crosby on my right now, this is BS. Again, it's 2.56. Legal tampering period opened up at 9 a.m. Technically, they haven't spent any money yet because it's not. you're not allowed to sign any deals until Wednesday until the free agency period, the new league year, actually opens up. They have plenty of time to go about their business. Just because they're not signing big names, like if you sign a big name – one, one big name, that's, that might be all you get is one big name. So they're trying to get guys that are valuable to the team, that can contribute to the team, but aren't going to cost the high dollar that these first-day guys are. And you'll see free agency. I mean, when it opens up on, on Wednesday legally, you'll see all these guys, boom, 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 sign. And then all of a sudden it'll be dry, right? All these other guys will be like, man, that guy's still out there available? Think how long, you know, even James Bradbury last year, I know he, was a, 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 he ended up being cut eventually, but remember he was out there on the trade block forever. And there was no movement, right? They just sat there and sat there and sat there. And then when the Giants finally did uh, release him, he still sat there for a minute, right? And he ended up being a really good contributor for the Eagles. It just That's just how it is. I mean, there's just it's going to be the high-dollar guys, the Tremaine Edmonds, guys like that, the guys that I was looking at. And I knew that the Raiders couldn't sign all the guys I was looking at. I just thought maybe one or two they would have, you know, some interest in. But if you do that and you spend all that money, then you don't have any money for anyone else. So they're trying to be disciplined and do things the way that they can to build it up. It just isn't a sexy way a sexy way of doing it. It's not a sexy approach, and nobody gets fired up about it. 258 is the time. Jason Horowitz will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.